you please rise for our first song? Come every beating heart that longs to find its worth. Come every aching soul that needs something more. Come with your questions. Come with your doubts. Bring them to the Lord. Come all you castaways left out of every crowd. Come all you outsiders unwanted until now. You are a people. You have a place waiting with the Lord. from John 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. 
When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus began again and said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Please be seated. Let us go to God in prayer, so if you would, please bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for the opportunity to worship. And Lord, you are good. You are so good. And Lord, we know we don't deserve you. But Lord, we also know that through you, through your sacrifice of your son on the cross, that we are forgiven. And Lord, this morning, we just, we just revel in that. And we, we ask that you, you bless our time together as well as our worship service. And Lord, let us never forget that, uh, that sacrifice that he made, that Jesus made for us. Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Glory, hallelujah, it's a brand new day. It starts all over with it. 
Boys and girls, come on up front. It is time for the kids' message. So come on up. Yeah, come right on up front. Gather around here on the sit on the floor. All right. Well, today our theme is the Good Shepherd. Come on up. You guys are gathering around like sheep, aren't you? Yeah. Well, our theme is Jesus the Good Shepherd. And I was wondering, what does that look like for sheep to hear their shepherd's voice and to follow him? So I found a video that we can watch to actually see it in action, to see it happen. All right, so let's watch this video and see what it looks like for sheep to hear the shepherd's voice and to follow him. It's kind of foggy, so I don't think the sheep can see him. He's going to call to him. Let's see what happens. I have no idea what he's saying. But do you hear the sheep? They hear their shepherd. Where are they? Just keeps calling. I hear him. Getting excited, aren't they? Hear him? Bad. Here they come. <laughs> They're telling each other, Come on, let's go. I hear the shepherd. around him as he calls him. The shepherd's patient. He keeps calling till, till they all come running. walked up to the guy with the camera and bad really loud at him. He's like, hey, you're not my shepherd. And he turned and walked back to the shepherd. Well, let's read John chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. Our... I hear the shepherd. Well, let's hear the, our good shepherd's voice from John chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. It says, when he brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Isn't that awesome? So we see that, that Jesus' sheep hear his voice. They come running to him. They follow him. They don't listen to a, another voice of a stranger, but they follow their shepherd. And we saw in the video the sheep are bah, 
They're excited. They hear their shepherd's voice. They encourage one another, and they all come running together. So they point each other to Jesus, and they run after Jesus. And that's what we do, right? As Jesus' sheep, we hear his voice, and we follow him because he's our good shepherd. We know he loves us. He cares for us. And we run after him because he's there to feed us, to protect us, to watch over us, and to lead us because he's our good shepherd. Well, will you pray with me? Let's pray to our good shepherd. Jesus, our good shepherd, help us to hear your voice even through the fog to run to you and point others to you. We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thanks for coming up. You can head on back to your seats. And as the kids make their way back, again, a good morning to all of you. It's great to be in the Lord's house. And as we sing that song, Good Morning Mercy, that's what greets us when we, when we come before Jesus, mercy. And I don't know if you know the difference Definition, I always tell people, grace is getting what we don't deserve, and mercy is not getting what we deserve. And according to the Bible, our sin means we should be lost forever, lost sheep forever. But because of who Jesus is, he says, just come, come to me. And that's why we gather in, a, in a God's house every single week to celebrate that mercy. Uh, I know we have some guests here today. Glad you're with us in worship. We invite you to come on back. Uh, before you leave, if you would, stop by Next Steps, and we'd love to get to know you, and we have a gift for you as well. Now, there's a couple things coming up, especially if you're new, you may not know these things. Uh, we're going to have a prayer time, and if you would like to include a prayer in today's service, you can uh, use your smartphones, you can use your phones, and you can text it to 402 242 It'll get right to us, and then we can include it in worship today. So do that. We're also going to have communion or the Lord's Supper. And again, here at 1C, we believe it is the bread and wine, body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And it's not just for members of 1C. It's for those who believe and wish to receive from God these, this gracious gift of love. So I want to encourage you if you uh, would like to do that. Uh, Really just uh, one big announcement. We have something called BLAST. And uh, BLAST is a, uh, specifically a summer ministry for kids K through 5. And it is to provide a safe place for them where it's fun, but also where Jesus is taught and lived out. And it's going to start May 22nd. So if you or somebody you know would have children in that age, just let them know. Uh, let them know that um, they can be a part of what we're going to be doing here at 1C throughout the summer. Um, it literally is a blast. And in my office, I'll often get to hear the sounds of children. Wonderful. So if you would do that. Uh, other announcement, just so you know, during the next song, we're going to be passing the joy baskets. And it is so clear in the scriptures. Uh, a couple things. Number one, all of us are blessed. The blessings are different, all right? But all of us are blessed. And number two, God takes great delight when we say thank you for those blessings. And we do that with the song we're going to sing in just a moment. We do that in 
uh, serving, right? When we use our gifts and abilities, we also can do it as we give of our tithes and offerings, uh, the money that God has given us. So just pray, ask the Lord, in what way are you to say thank you to him? Uh, that's it for announcements. Let's continue in our worship. Your mercy never fails me And all my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head And I will sing of the goodness of God And all my life you have been saved Oh 
As we now prepare to receive Holy Communion, let us now confess our sins to our Heavenly Father. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Amen. And again, we, we keep hearing this word mercy or merciful. And, and that is such an important image for us to hold. None of us deserve the forgiveness from God. It all comes from the heart of God. He comes to us who are all broken and lost sheep, right? And he says, I'm going to love you and I'm going to keep on loving you through all things. And that means even sin. So because of Jesus, be assured that because of Jesus, because of Jesus, because of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we continue with distribution, just a reminder, because again, it's somewhat new. Uh, we're going to have four stations, right? If you are on the outside sections, please exit towards the wall, come around, receive uh, the body and blood of Jesus, and then make your way back to the chair. If you're in the two center sections, come to the middle, two lines, come forward, and we will serve you, and then you'll make your way back. May God bless you and me and all of us as we receive this beautiful gift of grace. Amen. Tears. 
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, a prayer for Dylan as he travels back from his deployment, hopefully this week. Also be with him as he meets his baby boy for the first time. I pray for the operation goes well, and I pray for faith as I trust in you. A prayer for Declan, he has brain cancer. A 
prayer that our daughter's biopsy comes back benign. Prayers for all those who mourn the loss of a child. May you bring them peace to know their child is with you in their loving arms. Prayer for my daughter who has had her dog put down this week after rescuing him 15 years ago. Prayers for Cindy. Give her peace that only you can give during this next week of doctor's appointments and tests. You are the great physician, Father, and we trust in you. Prayers for Michelle that she can get her pain under control. Also remind her that she is loved not only by you, Lord, but also by many others. Prayers for Pastor Jim. Lord, please wrap your loving arms around him. Give him peace. Remind him of your love and also the love of his congregation. Prayers for birthday wishes for Greg. Thank you, Lord, for his ministry here at 1C. Good and gracious God, a prayer of gratitude. Thank you for your faithfulness, love, mercy, grace. Thank you for loving us, filling us up when we are broken. Let all of us know and do as a church and glorify you in your holy name. Father, we just thank you for all these prayers spoken and unspoken. You know what lays heavy on our hearts. And give us the peace to just lay it at your cross, Lord, and trust you with everything. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We are three weeks out from something. Anybody know what was three weeks ago? E did I hear Easter? I kind of heard Easter like this. Easter. If it is the event that has changed the course of human history, and if it has changed your course, your history, it's not just Easter. I'm pressing on you hard because I'm going to tell you that the event that has changed the course of human history and the event that changes your course of your history for eternity is Easter. So let's do what we did um, at least for, the two, for two weeks in a row. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. We are Easter people, not just one Sunday a year. We are Easter people every single day, every single moment. Not because we're so good, but because he is so victorious. And so, the journey, historically, there are readings that have been assigned that churches use really throughout the world. And uh, Easter, you kind of guess what the story is, right? It's he is risen. But then the next couple weeks, interesting, they are what's called the post-resurrection appearances. 
One of them is the upper room, right? Remember what happened? The disciples were behind the doors, locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus shows up. Their world is changed again. And then they kind of forgot. And then changed again. And then they forgot. And then changed again. You know the history. You know the story. Because that's what we do today. And then uh, last week, the reading was to be the Emmaus Road disciples. And uh, there were two followers, disciples of Jesus, walking down this road towards Emmaus. And their hearts were broken. Uh, their worlds were turned upside down. Uh, they, they just couldn't figure this out because this person that they followed is no longer with them. And then Jesus suddenly appears. And he starts walking with them. And I, I won't give you the whole story. Read it. Just Google Emmaus Road Disciples and you'll get the story. But when Jesus broke bread with them later on, it says their eyes were opened. And then Jesus leaves suddenly. And then my probably my favorite, not my favorite line, one of my favorite lines in the Bible, where the disciples said, didn't our hearts burn? And if you saw my Facebook post um, probably last week, I said the, only, the best kind of heartburn is what happens when you meet Jesus and your heart starts burning for him and for a living. Well, this Sunday, historically and throughout the world, I'll say, uh, there are people that are celebrating, remembering Good Shepherd Sunday. It's a time where we Christians kind of pause and remember that throughout life's journey, Jesus Christ, who is the Good Shepherd, was, is, and will be with you no matter what. Isn't that worthwhile to think about? This Good Shepherd was, is, and will be with you no matter what. And he is ready to, to dish out, like what Paul would say many times, Grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. And we don't deserve any of these moments at all. It's not like we're good enough. It's not like we're strong enough. Um, who is that? Uh, Garrison Keeler, right? I mean, I just love uh, watching some of his uh, comments. But we're just not good enough. But God is. And he gives. And he shows up. Um, let me just do this because this froze again on me. Just see if it pops up. Just want to walk through this. Um, if you see that up there, this is not exactly the picture. Uh, not exactly the picture. I, was, I grew up in a household where Jesus was not even an afterthought. All right? Christmas, Easter, Priesters, you know, whatever you want to call us. Uh, that's kind of our rhythm, and we didn't even always go to Christmas or Easter. Depends if it fit into our schedule. Uh, but my parents would have artwork on the wall, and they had something, not exactly like this, but it was a picture of a shepherd and sheep. And I'm not even sure if it was, quote, religious in nature, but the picture kind of bothered me, and I didn't think about it, like, because I'd look at it and you just ignore it. But it, the picture was the sheep were going into a, looks like a very dark cavern. Very dark. And the shepherd is behind the sheep. And I was like, wow, this is kind of weird. It looks as if the sheep are going to go into the cavern, 
and then maybe they're going to find something very dangerous and the sheep will be hurt and all that. And it just really bothered me. So then later in life, I remember reflecting back on it. Later in life, we actually had that um, the painting or the print. And I remember just Googling. Googling, you know, that's always dangerous. But it just talked about, you know what shepherds would do? Shepherds would go ahead of the flock, take a look at what's ahead, and then come back from this vantage point of the sheep to make sure he could see if any of the sheep wander or stray. So that's the kind of shepherd we have. A shepherd named Jesus who goes out in front of us, who is actually in back of us watching, and also right in the middle of us, no matter what we do. That is the kind of shepherd we have. All right, let me um, take you on this journey. I'm hoping I remember what's next because these slides are a little different. All right, the need for the good shepherd. Uh, oh, my goodness. If you think about the need, all you have to do is pause at the Ten Commandments. And you walk through each one of them, and I'll just tell you, if you're honest and if I'm honest, we would pause and go, uh-oh. So let's kind of go through this. Let's just see if I remember some of the stuff. All right. Uh, the very first one, first commandment, powerful commandment. It's the one that starts them all. It's the one, I, I just, it boggles my mind. Moses is up there doing his thing, meeting with God, getting the Ten Commandments. And at the same time, God's people are building a golden calf to worship. So God, in his infinite wisdom, addresses the biggest issue. And I'll say this to the compromands all the time. This is... Um, I do a review with them, and then I do this interview. And I'll ask them this question. If we keep the first commandment, which other commandments would we break? What would you answer? If we always keep the first commandment, if we keep God number one, if we, that's the God that we just always do, what other commandments would we break? None. None. And then I would go to the other side, and I would say, because we break the first commandment all the time, which other commandments would we break? All of them. It's like dominoes. Right? They start falling. You break them, I break it. And then we watch this crumble. And so, let me um, give you the next one. So that's that one. Um, great images that Terry found. Um, this one says, don't misuse the name of the Lord your God. So in one way, you could sit there and say, I get that. Don't you be saying the name Jesus in the wrong way. I get that, right? Don't swear using God's name. Oh, I get that. But I love how Martin Luther gets at it. He says, yes, don't use that name like that, but use it in the right way. And he says, pray, praise, and give thanks. Use his name all the time, praying, praising, and giving thanks. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if I were, if I were to ask you, how many of you do that perfectly, hopefully none of you would raise your hand. Because we forget to. We get distracted. We kind of go our own way, do our own thing, and sometimes we don't go to him in prayer. We take things into our own hands, and we feel like we're God, which goes back to the first commandment, right? So that's an issue. All right, the next one picture of a church 
steeple. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. I love that. And I'm going to tell you before you have a very narrow view, I'm going to burst that view. It's not just about coming to church. If that's what you think this commandment is, I'm here to be maybe the first person to tell you it's not just about going to church. It means to rest in him. And what Sabbath really means is to rest in him and remember your creator. Remember who he is and what he did and what he does. That's what Sabbath is. Now, for some of you, right, we come and we worship. Some of you are always 9 o'clock Sunday morning people, all right? Some people are 11 o'clock people. That's really great. But if you think you could check the box off after you're done, I want to say with as much love as I can, that's not enough. We need to Sabbath more often than that. We need to rest in him. We need to remember who he is. We need to know what he has done for you and me. We need to do that more and better. All right, the next one. Anybody know the fourth commandment? Just kind of say what it's about. Yeah, honor your father and mother. Great picture, right? Oh, and if my mom and dad were here, they would tell you how I, I didn't just break these command, this commandment. I shattered these commandments. Oh, my stars. Um, but remember the heartbeat of this. And, you know, if you don't have a catechism, let me know. I'll help you get one. I love how Luther just breaks this down a little bit more. Because we could sit back and say, yeah, it was pretty good to my mom and dad. But do you know that the heartbeat of this commandment is not just honor your father and mother. It is to honor anyone that is an authority to you. That God has put in your place. And I'm going to tell you, yesterday driving back, I didn't get a ticket, I'll just tell you. But when you see one of those cars with those little red things on top, and you you. You kind of have a feeling that you're going a little bit too fast. What do you do? Yeah, you back down a little bit. Not too fast. I mean, don't back too quick because then that shows off a lot. But you just kind of, you kind of slow down and then you keep your eyes forward and don't go looking because, right? And don't raise your hand, but if any of, if, if you have a ticket, if you got a ticket, it means you, you, you kind of broke this commandment. There was some kind of law that was placed by some group of people that God allowed to be put into, you know, a position of government and whatever. And we, we break them. We, we just break them. And so think about that. As sheep, we're sheep. This is where I'm going, just so you know. As much as we want to say we're following our shepherd, sometimes we go off, we go rogue. Okay? All right. Here's one. Wow. And this one is what? Yeah, you should not kill. And I'll just say back at the time when the Pharisees were looking at these commandments, I'm sure they just sat back and go, hmm, haven't done this at all. You can't accuse me of doing that. So Jesus, I call it, redefines the commandments. He gives us a little bit more depth and meaning to it. It's not just about killing. It's about even speaking ill of people. When we use our tongue we can kill people using our tongue. And we do, right? We do. It could be gossip. It could be whatever. You know, we have troubles. 
Here's an interesting one. Anybody know what this commandment is? Just say it out loud. Yeah, adultery. Don't commit adultery. And once again, the Pharisees at the time could sit back and say, oh, we're good at this. We've never crossed a line. But Jesus says, if you even have it in your heart, you're broken. We like sheep, right? We've gone astray. Another one. Yeah, stealing. Luther would lean in on this. He says it's not just about taking something from your neighbor. That's wrong, and we can all say, yep, haven't done that. But it also says, protect your neighbor. Make sure they're okay. Do that kind of stuff. Don't just, it's not just about taking. It's about protecting your neighbor. How about this one? This one you might have to really kind of ponder. You shall not give false testimony to your neighbor or with each other. Sorry. Just think about that. How often, you know, is there a battle waging at war? Um, and it happens, right? It happens. Bearing false witness. And once again, Luther just says it's not just about lying about your neighbor, but he says we, you and me, need to defend our neighbor. We need to speak well of them, right? We need to do those things. But I'll just tell you, I am as guilty as the rest of you. We kind of jump into that pool and we start saying and doing things that are not pleasing in God's sight. Then we get into what's called 9 and 10, which are very similar. Like Carrie and I were talking about, they're very similar, but they're a little different. You know, this one is don't covet your neighbor's house. Okay. And then this last one, do not covet your neighbor's wife. Manservant, maidservant, I mean, just, or anything that is your neighbor's. Do not covet. And we do. Each one of the commandments, if we were all honest, and um, if, if we had this scoreboard that was, like, like, right up next to us, and how we did and how we do with the Ten Commandments, oh, this is what the Scripture says. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Maybe you can't do this. I don't do it well, but it sounds like this. Bah! Right? I don't know if that was a goat sound or a sheep sound. Some of you are much more farmer-like than me. But we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to, to what? His own way, which is the breaking of the first commandment. I'm going to tell you. Don't miss this. Isaiah is just really trying to hit it hard. When we do our own thing, when we go our own way, we are breaking that first commandment and everything else falls. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Who, who is the him? Where did, our, where does, where did, where does, and where will our, our sin lie on? Who? Jesus. Right? Good Friday. That's why... I'm, I'm just fine. Some of you, I know, you're like, oh, I'm so glad we don't have a cross with Jesus on it. It's called the crucifix. I'm like, no, that's cool too. Because to remember what he took on himself for you and me and what he went through is important, but this is also important. He's not on the cross. He was placed in a tomb and he rose again. So that's really good. But the iniquity, your sin, my sin, was placed on him. 
And then these are harsh words. These are for all of us. Shame on you. Right? Shame on you. Not anymore. Not because of what Jesus did. He flipped the script. He did something remarkable so that people like you can get through Psalm 23, verse 4. If I can advance that, please. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, because of sin, and I'll just say, it's not just your sin, but sin in this world. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We do, we do. It's dark, it's gloomy, it's dismal, it's, oh, it's hopeless, it's helpless, whatever words you want to put on there. Because of sin, your sin, my sin, the sin around us, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death all the time. And maybe if I gave you a microphone, and if I came up to you, some of you are old enough to remember Phil Donahue. How many of you remember Phil Donahue? I could tell by the age of people raising their hands, right? You're not 20 years old. But Phil Donahue, he would go into the, um, the audience with a microphone, and he would put his foot up like this and go like this all the time. If I asked you, what valley of the shadow of death are you going through right now? You have your own story. I have my own story. But the good news, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you've got to finish the line. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So yeah, we've got this, and it's going to happen, just so you know, until we take our last breath, until we get up into heaven. We're going to have the shadow of death all around us, maybe even in us. But we don't have to fear, for your rod and your staff, they comfort us. So just quickly, I'm just going to talk about what the good shepherd offers his sheep. All right. And it uh, starts out with verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. How many of you are, this is a raise your hand kind of moment, and I, I tell you sometimes I'm going to ask a question, don't raise your hand because I, I don't want to know, really. This time I do want to know. How many of you are sitting here today and there is a want that you have? And it could be physically, emotionally, spiritually, you name it. Um, all of us have wants. I'm going to tell you, even if you didn't raise your hand, um, we all have wants. And yet, the psalmist, David, says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. We know that in theory, but sometimes I'll just say, I forget this too. So I'm just going to go through the list of how he comes to people like you and he does great things. So, provision. He provides food, shelter, and the basic necessities for his sheep. Isn't that good? If you ate today or if you had a, how many of you had a cup of coffee? I had mine. You know, some of you can't. I mean, you want coffee, right? You want coffee. Maybe even two cups. All right? Maybe the strongest brew you can get. You want that. He provides. I'm thinking about, um, I wrote down in my little thing is, you know, we have this ministry called Taste and See. And people from our church and our community are going into the community trying to address food insecurities, like people who are hungry, people who may not have a meal, along with the word of God. 
And so they come in, and that's the provision. And God's using sheep to take care of sheep. Really cool. Next thing, protection. He defends against enemies and harm. Now, I made comment about BLAST, and just so you remember, BLAST is a summer program, a summer camp, and the heartbeat of it actually goes back to Arizona. A friend of mine did it in Phoenix, and it's been on my heart ever since I saw it. Having a safe place where children can be protected and cared for and loved and valued and Jesus being taught. And so we have that going on. I think to me that's cool. Or we, you know, we have Bright Starts, a daycare preschool, a place where parents can drop their kids off and they're going to be safe and protected and loved and valued. Really cool. God uses people like us to do that. Guidance. He leads sheep when they're confused and don't know which way to go. There's so many different things I can highlight, but we do something on Thursday nights called Celebrate Recovery. And the premise behind Celebrate Recovery is this. Every one of us, all of us, all of us have a hurt, habit, or hang-up, whatever that is. And so we get together on Thursday nights, and we provide the Word of God and fellowship and hope when sometimes the world is crumbling around us and just the guidance to get to the Word of God. And then the last one, correction. Any problem that comes along, he corrects. And I'll just say the Word of God is so powerful and so needed in all of this, the Word of God. And so we have Bible studies, we have small groups, we have experiences where the Word of God will correct you and lead you and guide you. So get involved with one of those. Get involved. So, quickly, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He carries the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Just that picture, gathering, holding, caring, loving, meeting your needs and wants in, in a way that he knows is best for you. That's the kind of shepherd we have. And Philippians 4, Paul leans in and says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Some of your needs, all of your needs. Whatever it is. You're sitting here today, and maybe it's hard to discern between want and need. Just know this. He knows you, he loves you, and he is going to meet your needs. You don't have to have a doubt about that. All right, secondly... Acknowledge Jesus as your shepherd. Uh, there's a, a word in the very beginning of Psalm 23 that sometimes we just blow by because we love the word Lord and we love the word shepherd and we just have this beautiful image, but it's this. The Lord is my shepherd, not just a shepherd. I think that minimizes it. When we realize and recognize that he is my personal shepherd. He is the shepherd who's looking right out after me and all that's going on in my life. And he is so committed to me that I can have the assurance that I can't get from anybody else. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know me. They listen to my voice and they follow me. There is something going on here that I don't want you to jump over and miss. Because we have a perfect shepherd, perfect shepherd. 
All right? He does everything right. And his desire is to have a relationship with people like you and me, not just a religion, right? Because really, if you think about sheep, you can watch videos. There could be a shepherd and walking, and the sheep will just kind of follow, right? They'll just follow. Or if one sheep is kind of going towards a cliff, cliff guess, guess, guess what happens? They all just follow. God wants to, us to have a relationship with him. So that's why these, these aspects of what Jesus says, to know Jesus, to listen to Jesus, and to follow Jesus. And I'll say to know, uh, we, I talk about this with the confirmation students all the time. I really, I mean, it's good that they, you know something up in your head, but there's another thing when you know something down in your heart. And you've heard me say it before, the biggest distance in the world is 18 inches from the head to the heart. And if it just sticks up in the head, then it's kind of a set of rules and regulations and a religion. But when it drops down here, you start wanting to know Jesus. You're going to be going like this. You want to listen to what Jesus says. And then you're going to follow. You're going to follow him. You're not going to follow the world's ways or how they operate or they, quote, justify the Ten Commandments or any other part of the word of God. You know, you listen you follow. And then follow the last verse. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I just want you to know there's a, you know, again, I go back to the compromise because I'm having all these things. I'll ask them near the end of our interview. I'll say this, if there was no such thing as heaven, right, it was only just this earth, would you still believe in Jesus? And I could tell that they're really wrestling with what that is. And that goes back to my vicarage supervisor, my um, internship supervisor. And I remember him asking me that same question. He says, don't answer me now, come back in a week. And I came back and I gave the right answer. I, always, I don't always give the right answer, but I said, yes, I would believe. Because knowing that Jesus is with me day in and day out allows me to go to bed at night and wake in the morning. It allows me to navigate through life. Heaven is like the frosting on the cake. It is so good. And so to know that we have a shepherd right here, right now, that says, I'm going to walk with you. He says, preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you're going to anoint my head with oil. My cup is going to overflow. And then this idea of goodness and mercy is going to follow me. Follow you. Pursue you. Remember when I talked about this mercy and grace? He just keeps going like this. He's pursuing you with his mercy and grace. He's going to do it all the way through this life. And then it says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's good news. That's a good shepherd. That's your good shepherd, my good shepherd. Amen? All right, let's stand. Receive now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor. Amen. For make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase
your heart above all else Make a name the world remembers And all an empty world can sell is empty dreams Got lost in the light when it was up to me To make a name the world remembers But Jesus is the only serve the Lord.
care if they remember me. Only Jesus. I got a story too good to hide. I was a blind man wandering until I saw the light. Yeah, I got a story I can't deny. I'm a living, breathing miracle, and I just gotta testify.
son of David, have mercy on me. My soul is broken and my eyes can't see. Can you hear me calling, calling out your name? Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. The wolves are coming and I can hardly Looking out my window, feeling the crescendo, sunset on a quiet sea. Sitting with the ones that I'll forever love, we're waiting on a flash of green. And even when the night sky comes, you have always held me close. You're the only rock that I could ever stand on, you're the only one for me. The sun goes up, the sun comes down, this whole world keeps spinning round. I'm here traveling down this long and winding road. Seasons come and seasons go. They take me high, then leave me low. But I'm still standing on the only rock I know. You're my cornerstone. 
themselves.